so there's two types of anarchists. This is homesteading the anarchy. Welcome back. The two types of anarchists are kind of an interesting thing because everybody comes to anarchy. And we, we've got to find a better word for that. The stateless society, anarcho-capitalism, doesn't matter what it is, but we both come at it from different angles. And I know that like 90% of Facebook anarchists are socialists and communists. That's great. Whatever. Those guys can try to redefine the word all they want. But it's a pretty simple definition. You know, it's a stateless society. So, it's a society without the use of force by authorities, right? And so, uh, these guys, they come from two different sides. And I was from the, let's just say, the Republican side of the spectrum, because in no way are they conserving anything. They're just destroying the stuff that they think needs to be destroyed. And I came from that side, and so I believed in freedom, and I thought everybody around me waving the American flag and saying their pledge to of allegiance to said flag and supporting the troops and supporting the police and all this and that. But I always questioned supporting the police. There was always a weird thing. I didn't think the police were right in how they did things. But for some reason, I always thought that it was just the police that I ran into that were tyrannical, you know. But anyways, so there's that side of it. And in the end, if you think through the whole thing especially as a Christian, you really have to think through it. But eventually, I think everyone comes to the understanding that government is a replacement for God, right? And so it's an, it's an idol that we worship and we put our trust and faith in. And we all... And my dad is like a great Christian, but... He is so in the boat for Trump. And it makes me makes me sad. It makes me kind of sad because I'm like, you know, you're a wise person. You're a smart person. Am I just stupid? Am I just making connections that aren't there? You know, do I need to check myself into a mental institution? Or are you just like bought and sold and you can't break free of the republicanism? Because my dad is a guy that would never cheat on his wife. He would never steal. He would never lie. He would give you the shirt off his back. But his hero, an idol, and a guy he would defend to the death is Donald J. Trump. (laughs) You know? And it's like, okay, there's a disconnect here. Because Trump doesn't believe in freedom. And my dad has, you know, he has, I don't think he's thought through freedom. You know, I don't think he's thought through freedom enough yet. I think he's can't see the forest for the trees type thing but he is awesome and smart and so he he makes me question sometimes whether or not I'm the idiot you know what I mean whether I'm not I'm I'm losing my mind or something because I believe in a stateless society or I let's say it like this I don't believe the state is the solution that God wanted us to choose anyways but that's my battle I I come from that side And you guys, you know, there's a 50-50 chance that you came from that same exact situation 
in your own mind, as I did, because I was right alongside him, you know, about five years ago, but I went to war and saw the insanity of bowing to a flag that doesn't have any respect for life and doesn't stand behind any of the morals that you believe in as a as a thinking Christian human being made in God's image, you know, who believes everyone is made in God's image and respects life, you know, that that does not compute. It doesn't it doesn't work together. Anyways, so um there's that side of it. But then there's another side. There's the other side, the opposite side, and it's the kind of um let's call it liberal side, right? And these people believe in um truly believe in helping other people. They want to help other people, but they also don't want to kill other people. They believe in, you know, anti-war, anti-aggression. And then they look at their Democrat party who is so pro-war. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Republicans were supposed to be pro-war. We were supposed to be anti-war, you know? And they think, well, okay, that's one weird deal, but it's just a few politicians. And then it happens over and over and over. And they're like, hold on a second. There's something wrong with this. And then they see the communists killing all these people. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys are supposed to be sharing with everyone. You guys are supposed to be making everyone equal. And you guys are turning around killing anyone that's opposed to you. Or even like looks like somebody that's opposed to you. The Khmer Rouge killed everyone who wore glasses. Because they consider you to be an intellectual if you wore glasses. And an intellectual is someone who is opposed to or can think too much and could possibly oppose communism. And it's like, so we got to kill them. It's like that uh, Monty Python skit at the very beginning of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And you see the guy and he is like oh, she's a witch, she's a witch. And he's like, okay, well, there's a way to check. And they're like, oh, okay, how do we do it? And he's like, witches burn. What else burns? And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, wood. He's like, yeah, wood. And he's like, okay, well, wood floats. Yeah, wood floats, okay. So if we throw her into the river... And she floats, and I know they go into the duck thing, right? But if you throw her into the river and she floats, then she's a witch. And if she drowns, then she's not a witch. It's like, oh, you are a genius. That's the connection. That's it right there, you know? And they make the same connection. But anyways, let's bring it back. So there's two sides that you can bring people from. But you need to know these two sides, right? You need to know the two sides of... Um, anarchism, right? One is freedom, and one is the respect for life, and the sanctity of life, no matter what color the person is. And those two things are the two points that you hammer home, right? And Larkin Rose has that awesome thing, Candles in the Dark, where he goes into, you know, he takes it the next step. He says, "Do you, is there anything the government does that you don't support? And they're like, well, you know, if they're liberal, they'll usually say, oh, murdering people in Africa and not even telling the American people we're over there. Or, you know, uh, and they may not know that's happening. You might have to tell them that's happening before they know, you know. But, or they might say, oh, taxing me to pay for 
the murder of the unborn. And then you say, well, wouldn't it be cool if you didn't have to pay for that? Your, t- your tax dollars, you could earmark them and say, my tax dollars are not going to pay for that. So, yeah, that, that would be cool. And it's like, well, okay, so magical world, that happens. You don't have to pay for that, right? I mean, that's morally correct. If, you oppo- if you're opposed to something morally, you shouldn't have to pay for it. Okay. Then you turn around and you say, okay, well, what about me? Should I be able to not pay for the things that I don't support that the government does? They're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. Okay, what about the other 330 million people in America? You think they should have to pay for things that they don't support that the government does? And then, boom, mind blown. It's like a grenade goes off in their head. It's like, oh, you just rattled their world. You just turned their world upside down. They're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, it is immoral to force people to pay for things that they are opposed to. Because let's face it, when we pay our tax dollars to support something that is evil, we will have to answer for that in the end. And I think that, you know, Romans 13 is like, obviously Jesus is trying to follow God's plan and not get executed before his time. And so he doesn't say taxes. He says tributes, right? And tributes could mean anything, but yeah, I mean, if you look up the word in the in the Greek text, right? He, sa- he says tributes. And he says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and render unto God that which is God's. What is God's? Everything is God's, right? Everything is God's. And pay tribute to those who pay, who deserve tribute. Like, respect, you know, respect. And respect to those who deserve respect. And Caesar deserves neither of them, right? He's saying that. He's saying who deserve it. And he defined what is a good government. You know, what he says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, render unto God that which is God's. Obviously, God is his. That's two different passages I'm bringing in here. But anyways, and so <laughs> you, can, you can twist the Bible to say anything you want it to say, but God is not going to tell you, Jesus is not going to tell you to pay your taxes to kill babies or to kill people in the Middle East or in Africa or in now in South America. Congratulations, you're now killing people in South America. And let's face it, we're still killing people in Europe and Asia and all over the world. Our Secret Service, not our Secret Service, our CIA, well, Secret Service is probably doing it right here in America, but our CIA, our NSA, our FBI, they're killing people worldwide. So... Every time we pay taxes, we are paying the the cost of executing another baby, another innocent, another person who's opposed to some dictator that is in the bag for the U.S., right? I mean, let's face it, nine times out of ten, the U.S. picks the wrong side in these wars. I'm ranting now, but that's the conservative side, right? And then there's the liberal side. Actually, that is the liberal side, isn't it? It's both, because I just went I went my rant from abortion, which is the conservative side, we don't want to kill innocent babies, right, to the liberal side, which is we don't want to kill innocent people because the government throws the label of terrorist on them. Anyways, I hate to break it to you guys, but 99.9% of the people we've killed 
in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Egypt, Syria. These were all people who didn't even own a car that could drive outside of their city, probably. You know, these were the poorest people of the poorest people. They're not coming to kill you. They're not coming to kill you. We've never seen terrorists wandering around the streets of America in, you know, squads of death looking to kill people. I mean, there's a few times where the government has said, oh, this guy has killed people. And they're made. I'm not saying all Islamic terrorism is fake. I think some of it's probably real. But the answer to it is self-defense, right? The answer to Islamic terrorism is self-defense. What do you have to be scared of if you're able to defend yourself at any time, right? I mean, if you see a guy acting sketchy with a backpack, leave. You know what I mean? That's that's your obligation is to leave. Anyways, so... And I don't think that, like... Yeah. I don't think that, like, terrorism is even a threat, right? Because you're more likely to be killed by bees than terrorists. But it's a fear factor, right? Because if we truly cared about that, we would stop driving in cars. Because cars are probably 10,000 times more dangerous than than all the terrorism the U.S. has ever seen. Same thing with Big Macs. It's like, oh, well, you know what? We've got to outlaw Big Macs because heart disease kills more people than... Heart disease kills more people in one day than terrorism has ever killed, right? So it's not... Yeah, it's just stupid. It's stupid they got us. They got us good. And they got me good, too. So don't feel bad about it. They got me good, too. But... Let's go back to how to convince people, right? How to talk to people. One, do not attack their golden calf. You know, you and I had our own golden calves, right? Like, serving in the military, they made me someone, right? They made me feel like I was a man because I went through all this special training. And the more special training I got, the more convinced I was that I was doing good. And it took seeing people die... And not just seeing people die, but a year or two to think about seeing people die for a worthless cause before I realized, ah, shoot, I was on the wrong side of that battle. I should have been opposed to what we were doing there, not the one pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? And I will, in eternity, have to answer for everything I did over there. And luckily... You know, not luckily. By the grace of God, Jesus Christ has died for my sins. And so even me can be forgiven, right? Even I, a murderer in my heart, if not in real life, can be forgiven. Because they teach you to hate those people. And I did. I did hate those people. And there are some evil people over there. Don't get me wrong. There are some very evil people over there. There's some of them that rape little kids and stuff. But there's some of those right here, you know, and we don't go around killing the ones that we find that we have right here, you know, kicking in their doors just in case or whatever. Plus, that's not the cause. That's not the reason they send us over there. So you have to, and you don't have to, if you've never done what I did, if you've never been a part of the system, man, you have been blessed. You have 
you have been protected by God's mercy because any of us could have been indoctrinated into that and some of us were and we will have to answer for it and you don't but don't lose your witness because of your hatred for the evil that was done right and that's the that's where i think a lot of the atheists anarchists lose it they lose the battle because they say, oh, you went over there just to kill the brown man. Oh, you went over there to kill babies, blah, blah, blah. You're worthless, you know. You're evil and you should just, you should be killed, blah, blah, blah. I should stop saying blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying. They, anyways, the point is, is that, like, all people are redeemable under the Christian system. We know, and that's really the only system, but all people are redeemable. Like, to this day, I believe that if, like, well, not John McCain. He's not redeemable. But, like, if George W. Bush turned his life to Jesus and stopped lying about being a Christian, because there's a book out that explains... Anyways, he's not a Christian. But if he turned his life to Jesus and said, Hey, forgive me of my sins, and I turn from this evilness that I've done, and I repent for that, you know what? I guarantee you, he would be a changed person. And he would be different. He would be made clean. But I don't think that he's going to because I think there's very few things as evil as faking salvation to get elected, right? Because he was trained. I can't remember what the book's called, but he was trained to speak like an evangelical, right? He doesn't have that stupid nuclear accent that was clearly staged but that was staged to play into the Republican Democrat thing right he had to get elected by one side or the other but our advantage guys is that everybody knows the truth in their hearts right God has written the law on their hearts and I know that a ton of you guys are not Christians but think about this like Man is not good on the inside. And that is the flaw that we mess up so many times. We assume people are good on the inside, and they're not. They're wicked. And so we have to point that out. We have to point out the wickedness, right? But in a loving way. You know what I mean? But always be there to help your brother. You know what I mean? That is the greatest witness that you can have. And I think anarchy and Christianity go hand in hand. So if it works for one, it works for the other. So if you want to teach people about, you know, how a stateless society is true freedom and true um, love for your neighbor, it's the same with Christianity and vice versa. Whatever works in Christianity to convince people also works in anarchy to convince people. So love your neighbor. You know, always be the one willing to help out. Always be the first person there when you see somebody pulled over with a flat tire or, you know, somebody whose car needs a jump or somebody whose house burned down or I had a guy that worked for me a long time ago that was uh, just a drunk, alcoholic, not a great person, but he died the other day and his daughter called me. She can't afford a funeral and she can't afford it. She can't even afford a burial. He has to be cremated. And she can't afford the rent because they were splitting the rent. And so, anyways, I'm going to see how I can help her.
I don't have a ton of money, but it's not my money anyways, right? So, Caesar's money. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Caesar's money. It's God's money. You know, even though they've destroyed it by putting all these evil pagan symbols on it, in the end, God controls all of it, right? He can send it where he wants. I hope this helps you guys, but that's just how I witness to um, liberals and conservatives. And I may be messing up by talking to people about anarchism who aren't saved, who haven't given their lives to Jesus, who haven't turned from their wicked ways, right? Or I may be on to something. They might be hand in hand because it's got to be intellectually dishonest to bow down to a flag and bow down to Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? I think there's freedom in turning your life over to Jesus and there's slavery in turning your life over to America. So think about that. If you guys have any um, Christian friends who are not anarchists, this podcast probably won't help them because they are bought and paid for, died in the wool, hardcore, red to the guts, right? And, but it might, it might be worth sending to them. I don't know. But thank you guys for listening to this rant. I just hope that, I hope that something I brought you guys today can help you in your journey to convert other people to either Christianity or to statelessness, you know, not supporting the state, but you guys are the greatest, all, what what do we have now, 27 fans right now, is what my app shows me, so all 27 of you guys who listen to this podcast, dude, you guys are awesome, and if anybody has any audio mixing experience, if you want to send me a intro or something like that, something cool, I would love that, but you don't have to, you know, you know what I'm saying, there's no reason not to, but there's no reason to waste your time if you got other stuff to do, because there's only 26 of us, so, I don't know, it's fun to be a part of an um, elite group, we just got to figure out the elite part, right, but anyways, yeah, you guys are the greatest, greatest fans ever, I'm so glad to have 26 listeners, so I'm not wasting my breath, but even if I was, it's not my job to convince people, it's only my job to send it out there, so thanks guys, see ya.